The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. With us today on Top of the Stretch is Anthony McDonald, a gentleman who operates the stable CA up in Canada. He has been kind of all over Ontario and the state of Ohio in recent years. But this year, uh, things are more of a problem in the fact that they're not racing in Ontario. Anthony, welcome to today's Top of the Stretch. Oh, thanks for having me. Great to be here. How long do you think racing is going to be shut down up in Ontario? I was hoping that it would be back uh, the third week in May. I've told uh, I've told our trainers that we still have horses in uh, in Ontario. We have about fifty or so horses here, and another almost fifty in Ontario. And most of those are uh, Ontario breds or Ontario two-year-olds training down or three-year-olds training back. And I um, I explained to all our trainers that I wanted all of our horses, maybe not the two-year-olds, but the three-year-olds, ready to go on May twentieth. Uh, those. That might be a lofty date. I don't know. Uh, reading the news coming out of Ontario, whether it be the cases that are slowly coming down or um, some of the announcements of other sporting events that are that will be opening, it, it seems it may be the last week of May, um, even the first week of June. But um, we're still aiming for, for May 20th for our barn to be ready to go. In Ontario, do they treat harness racing different than the other sports? No, not at all. Um, I think, you know, I, I'm trying to be careful. Um, I think mm-hmm. when it comes to this pandemic, when it comes to this pandemic, uh, everybody's treating, um, you know, first and foremost, the health of society is, is number one. And whether I agree or not with uh, with the direction that uh, our government has taken, um, you know, I, I don't I don't believe that they're that they're doing anything negligent. They're doing their best they can to keep everybody safe when it comes to horse racing. I think that the job they've done here in Ohio and, and many other jurisdictions, um, let's just say, I, I think what you guys have done is, is actually followed the science. I know that a lot of politicians like to use that term. And at the end of the day, when you look at what has gone on in, in horse racing, sure, we've had people test positive in horse racing for COVID-19, but there hasn't been any, any outbreaks for the most part to speak of. There was an outbreak at, uh, I believe at Woodbine's thoroughbred track, but there's stabling and uh, dormitories on that facility. So, um, you know, a, a much more um, condensed population of people on that property where, uh, at least in Ontario, and for the most part, most of the tracks in North America, you don't have that stabling on that track. You don't have that um, those dorms. They do here in Ohio in, in Northfield, but again, um you know, as far as I know, my recollection, no, no uh, outbreaks to speak of. Uh, with that shutdown that occurred a few weeks back, you kind of had to alter your operation and you shipped a number of horses to Northfield and other facilities that are going to be racing here in the Buckeye State, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, just, just to, to say we, to say we uh, altered our plan a little bit would be an understatement. We went from... We went from me living in Ontario and making frequent trips to uh, infrequent or frequent trips to Ohio and Pennsylvania to get our, our uh, stables up and going in the States at this time of year. Um, you know, I uprooted my entire family. My wife and I made a decision when the, you know, when the, 
what they called the third wave in Ontario, at least hit that we were going to uh, move a number of horses and, and move our family. Our, our kids were back to remote learning uh, from their schools. And, um, you know, I, I just couldn't sit idly by and, and watch as our, our kids missed another summer. So, um, you know, as I said before, our governments can do what they choose, but, um, you know, my wife and I run our family and, and I run this business with her and we decided that both for our family and for our business, it made much more sense to be in, in Ohio, uh, based in Ohio rather than based in Ontario, at least for the time being. So, um, we, we leased a place here in, uh, in Macedonia and, uh, moved, as I said, 50 horses to Northfield park and shipped some horses to Pennsylvania and, and, uh, some other jurisdictions around here. And, you know, we've, we've, uh, cobbled together, uh, let's call it an amended 2021 schedule for the stable.ca. With that, uh, you principally uh, are at Northfield most of the time, I guess, but you're also making ventures to other places to drive, aren't you? Pennsylvania and such. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of driving at the, at the meadows with our horses. We have some horses with Tim and then I raced in Miami Valley. I believe it was closing day. We had some stake horses. You're going to see us, you know, we'll be at, at most of the fairs that we have our horses paid into. And, you know, this is the, the time of year where I have the most fun uh, historically, where I get to, um, you know, I get to, um, you know, experience, you know, grassroots racing. And that's what, that's what I love. And my, my wife does and, and my family. And uh, I'm glad to be here really, um, you know, upset and disappointed with the decisions made and made in, uh, in Ontario and Canada towards their horsemen. But at the same time, uh, very fortunate and lucky to be here in Ohio right now. You mentioned the stake season and such. Uh, the next generation of Toyota Downs is fast approaching. You have three slots for those races, the two-year-old Colt Trot, two-year-old Philly Trot, and two-year-old Colt Pace. How are the horses training that you're looking at for possible starters in the next generation? Uh, very good. All three of them have been really good. Um, the trotting filly that we have at least uh, slotted for that right now is Isa Ten. She's a um, what the hill filly out of a or she's a sister to a, a colt that we campaigned. Really, one of the foundation horses for the stable.ca was Lawmaker. This is his sister. Um, uh, she's been training very very well. She's been in two twelve. Um, the colt that uh, looks like we're going to have pegged for for that. Uh, distinction is uh, Voyage of Ice and Fire. He's a break-the-bank K that we bought from Midland Acres. A nice colt in his own right. And then uh, the pacing colt is uh, Luck of the Dragon colt. Um, or sorry, uh, his name is Luck of the Dragon. Um, he's a, a dragon colt that will be racing, I suspect, first week in June, I suppose. Mm-hmm. They're all right on schedule for qualifying and getting to the races then. I believe so, yeah. I think that all three of them will go behind the gate uh, on Wednesday. We'll have them up in behind the gate and maybe get a mile and 2.8 or something into them and then push them a little harder the week after. I think everything's going according to plan right now, uh, especially as it, as it um, you know, as, as the timeline uh, for the next generation is put in place. I think we're right on track, right where we need to be. How many horses does or how many owners are involved in the stable right presently? Uh, just over 900, I think, in 13 countries. It's quite a quite a large swath of people. Um, 
you know, what, what I love most about it is obviously the fact that they're from 13 different countries, but they come from every, every walk of life. You know, we obviously have some doctors and lawyers and um, people of that nature uh, that, that own horses with us, but we also have people that are uh, just everyday people, whether they be bartenders or Uber drivers or teachers or, or kids in school, anybody, um, you know, the affordability of horse racing is, is, um, let's just say it's, it's not really explored as much as, as it should be in this, um, in this industry. And, and, um, you know, I think as we, as we get down this road and people start taking a look, we know, as this pandemic starts to subside, you know, uh, affordable entertainment is going to reign supreme. And I think our industry needs to take a serious look. I've said this all along and I think you and most other people know this, you know, dollar for dollar, you're not going to find much more entertainment anywhere in society than you will in horse racing. And, um, I think we have an opportunity, you know, from something that has been as terrible as the pandemic to, uh, to really um, take advantage of, of what's out there for us um, as we start to exit this a little more. Well, I know uh, from people that I see day in and day out here in the Buckeye State, as I travel around to a lot of the county fairgrounds and the racetracks and such, there are a large number of Ohio individuals who are involved with the stable, and uh, you probably get to meet a lot of them when you go out to race at various locations, don't you? Absolutely. It's and it, again, it, it just plays into why we love being here in Ohio for the summer so much. Is that, you know, one the racing feels like home, but two, you know, the people are so hospitable, and we have so many clients here. It's just a it's a great feeling all around. Um, anytime we race anywhere in Ohio and and uh, in in the Ohio area, even um, we have so many people that that are uh, that are involved. That um, you know, it, it, as I said, it's just a great feeling. Yeah, we it's probably outside of. Maybe Ontario, I suppose, because we started it there. But outside of Ontario, I think Ohio is by far our biggest designation of, of clients, I would say. With your family being with you, that's a, a, a big thing for you, I know, personally. Uh, are they looking forward mm-hmm. to the county fair season in, here in Ohio? Yeah, I think my, my, uh, my kids are a little... Uh, my kids are a little more interested in uh, the fact that, you know, they are in Ohio right now, the, the fact that they understand, you know, they're only, they're only seven and 10, but they've also recognized that there's uh, quite a difference between what is going on in Ontario right now and what is going on in Ohio right now, which makes, um, which makes things easier for us. I mean, this move, you know, keep in mind, we moved our entire family literally overnight and that's what it felt like. It felt like, uh, you know, we woke up on a Wednesday and decided that we didn't like the way things were going, packed up everything and left and, and the transition for for us was difficult, but for the kids, I really thought would be uh, would be really difficult. And they've taken it in stride. It's just been so good. So yeah, getting them out to the races, getting them out to the fairs will be fun. Um, obviously, Ava and Ollie, my my two oldest, really really enjoy uh, the racing and enjoy going to the races. And this will be the first year that my my youngest Adeline will. Uh, have an opportunity to soak it all in but yeah I mean you know as well as I do going to the Ohio Bears is not the same as going to the races and um, you know it's 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 a ton of fun and, and I can't I can't wait for it to start it's really going to be a summer vacation for them yes I mean when you look at it unfortunately and you know not the I'm certainly not trying to pick on any any jurisdiction or anyone but you know, for Ontario uh, to get everybody vaccinated, get the province opened up in such a manner that kids can enjoy their summer is going to be quite a feat, one that, that I'm worried they're not going to be able to achieve. And 
Um, I think that was the deciding factor on us moving was that I, I don't, I just didn't think it was fair for the kids to miss another summer uh, of their childhood. And um, I think that, that made it easier for Amy and I just to really just pick everything up and leave was that it was about them. And, um, you know, having them over here, allowing them to go out and ride their bike, you know, go play baseball, go have a catch, go to the track, go do things that kids are supposed to be able to do uh, means a lot to us. And, and as I said, we're very appreciative for the opportunity to be able to do that here in Ohio. Well, Anthony, I wish you success this year at the Ohio Fairs and at the racetracks as well, and look forward to being with you somewhere down the road, and good luck to you, and we thank you ever so much. I know your schedule's a busy one, but we thank you for giving our listeners a few minutes of your time this afternoon. Thank you. Uh, anytime. You know that uh, we're always very approachable, and I always like to take the time to speak to people, people that find what... Anybody that finds what I do interesting is worth talking to, I think. Uh, So we'll do that whenever we can. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 